Trapped in Austin podcast. I'm from Austin originally, born and raised. I, I am really curious to kind of hear how the transition has been for, for you and Philip uh, coming here. Because, I mean, obviously, it, it, it does seem like on the surface that, I mean, the culture here in the city, I think, has really embraced y'all. And yeah. uh, I'd love to just kind of hear a little bit about what that has kind of been like and uh, kind of what your thoughts are so far. Well, I think, well, when we first came here, so um, we, uh, it was uh, December 2020 when we were, uh, came here to do a pop-up because um, our, uh, we, we couldn't be open in LA. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we wanted to provide jobs for um, everybody, uh, our team. So uh, we actually did um uh, a pop-up at South by in 2015 for uh, uh, a, a scratch bar. And um, so we've already been out here. Oh, like cool. we really good friends out here. So um, when, uh, so that was the only reason, you know, that we came out was just to literally just support our team. It was going to be the holidays. We wanted to make sure that everyone has a job. Um, and, and the first month here, it was, you know, it was unreal because everyone, the entire, you know, the entire industry, chef community, they just, you know, they brought us family meal. Like, that never happens in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> no one just, like, randomly was like, hey, welcome to the neighborhood, you know. Um, so after that, like, after that first month, I was like, holy, am I allowed to cuss, by the way? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, you can say whatever. <laughs> um. Basically, I was just like, holy shit, what this, everyone is just so supportive, so nice, so welcoming, um, just, you know, the whole community. Um, so after that, you know, it was really hard to leave. Um, and then we just kept prolonging our stay and prolonging until we eventually just moved here. <laughs> yeah, I will. I, so I'll say this. I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with the city just because I've seen so many different iterations of it. But I, uh, I think, though, the weather is pretty atrocious. And I, <laughs> coming from California, right, like where it's like the most beautiful weather, arguably, in the country, it's like 75 degrees year-round. You, what, what are your thoughts on the weather here? I love to ask people uh, this because I think it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> You know, um, well, I was born in Latvia, which, yes, it's very tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I was born in a, in a town with, like, I don't know what, we had, like, a thousand people population. You know, my um, my grandma used to take me to, when I was uh, growing up, she, she picked mushrooms, not the, not the psychedelic kind, but just, like, the regular eating kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and, you know, like first she made various things from that like from the product so you know for the winter we dried the the product for you know for eating it now you know she sautés makes soups whatever that is and um it's you know it's very humid actually as it is here oh okay yeah so i think you know yeah um and we we have crazy winters it you know snow up to your knees and Uh. um yeah, so we get, we get like all the four seasons in Latvia, and um, but just like you know, growing up there and experiencing you know with like my palate and getting to you know learn so much with uh, with my grandma and just the way that she cooked. I think that's what like really catapulted my um, love for food and like exploring various flavors. You know, just like 
really like putting myself out there in terms of finding flavors that are unique and figuring out how to incorporate them into what I'm doing. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, uh, the scratch restaurants kind of uh, tree a little bit, maybe for some people that don't understand or don't really know, like kind of, uh, if you could kind of break down the umbrella a little bit as far as the company and all the restaurants, like the subsidiaries underneath it, just for people that might not be familiar, that is like super familiar with it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I'll kind of start, I guess, uh, from the beginning a little bit. Yeah, no, I'd love to hear the origin story. You know, if you, if you want to dive into that, I think it'd be cool to kind of just hear sort of like the very inception where it was just kind of a seed of an idea. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so Philip and I, uh, basically, um, out of our basically apartment, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, about 11 years ago. Um, and then we, after that, we started expanding, um, uh, and we opened up, uh, sushi, um, by scratch restaurants. Um, and then we opened up a pasta bar actually right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and that has retained its Michelin star over the last, uh, two years. Mm -hmm. Um, that's in LA. Um, and then we, uh, when we made the move to, uh, Austin, we decided to bring pasta bar here as well. So that's been open for the last almost, almost two years. Wow. Yeah. Cause I was still pregnant, uh, when we opened. So, okay. <laughs> yeah almost two years uh but we have locations so our sushi locations sushi by scratch restaurants uh we have one in montecito la austin seattle <laughs> miami <laughs> chicago montreal um and then uh, we also have uh uh nadc which is uh the burger concept with uh neen williams um yeah and we have that uh, in Chicago and here in Austin as well. And where, where is that located again for people? That, it's on Rainy Street, right? It's in the back of one of the bars, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Idle Hams. Oh, uh, okay. Hams. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So, oh, and then obviously uh, I am opening up, uh, not obviously, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I am, I've been working on opening up uh, my commissary slash dessert shop, not really a bakery, uh, right next to pasta bar in Austin on East sixth. Um, and that is, yeah, that's literally what I've been consumed with for the last like six months. Yeah. How's, so let's dive into that then. Where is, do you have a, an opening date already on the table? Yeah. So we're planning on opening October 26th. Awesome. Okay. That's right around the corner then. That's sooner than yeah. what I thought. How, so I, where on, cause it's, it's interesting to me when people say East six, I sometimes think of like six street on the East side of I 35, like literally on the East side, but then also East six is like the six street where all the tourists go, like where Rogan's club is and that kind of area where on, where on six street is actual pasta bar. Is it? Um, so it's East of I 35. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so you guys, um, so the, the Wolf and Wheat, uh, I guess, bakery will be next door to it? Yeah, we're, we're right next door. Um, and, you know, the basically, when I was 
coming up with, you know, I wanted to bring the entire team, my entire team from LA because, you know, I live in Austin full time. Um, and I wanted to have a space for, for all of us to work together, um, and get to create together and, you know, have just like, yeah, just to create our desserts, you know? So, uh, about six months ago is when I, um, I moved everyone out and, and then I'm like, you know, it would be like, you know, we could sell the bread. Like everyone's been asking literally for, I don't know, five years mm-hmm. <laughs> going to be selling the sourdough. Um, so I thought it was like the perfect opportunity to be able to sell sourdough and sell all these fun things that have been always on my mind. Um, but since, you know, we have a, a tasting menu concepts, it's a, it's a little difficult to get to do like a little more, you know, maybe like cookies, brownies, cakes. Yeah. Um, so it'll be like our little uh, pastry playground. <laughs> yeah. So are you guys going to just kind of, I know some, you know, bakeries I've been to where they kind of change their menu frequently or they'll kind of try different stuff is that going to be kind of the idea behind it like what kind of pastries are you planning on on having there to kind of start yeah, out so, well uh for me i am so influenced by flavors so you know if i discover like a cool new thing it's like oh how can we like how can we what can we make out of this so right now um i mean always i'm obsessed with fig leaf like that's one of my favorite flavors it's incredible it's so unique um so i'm going to be making uh, a a fig leaf tres leches with uh raspberries and um like tonka bean cream um so that is going to be and what that'll be you'll be able to just pick that up it's like a grab and go but it's going to be great for you know if someone's going to like a dinner party um or you know or, you know, like, yeah. Um, so we'll have that. We'll have a, 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 a Mex- Mexican marigold ice cream sandwich. That's uh, So the ice cream is Mexican marigold um, infused from House Bar Farms. And uh, we, with that, we make a brown butter brioche cookie. So it'll be like freshly baked cookie with this ice cream. Um Hopefully it doesn't get too cold in the next month. <laughs> but <laughs> um, so we'll have that. I think ice cream's good any time of the year, so uh, <laughs> I'm down to eat it if it's cold out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's just some of the things, and you know, um, we'll also have like an oolong tiramisu. So it's like my take on tiramisu of like flavors that I'm inspired by, and um, yeah, just fun things that I just want to like, you know, like have people experience something different on their palate with like techniques that you're kind of normally used to, but just like seen differently. Yeah. One of the things that I've, uh, I've noticed is I feel like, um, which, you know, the, the scratch restaurants in particular, you guys seem highly, highly creative with a lot of the, the dishes I've seen. Is that, um, Where, where do you think you and Philip kind of get that inspiration from? I know that's a very kind of broad question, but I, you know, it's, it really is such an, I, I think cooking is like just such, such an underestimated art form in and of itself. And I, I really am curious to kind of hear where you guys kind of pull inspiration from for some of your yeah. ideas. Uh, that's, that's a really good question. Um, what, what I can answer for, <laughs> for myself, I think, I think I've kind of touched upon it already, but like, 
um, I, I got invited to go check out House Bar Farms. It's local. It's right down the street. Um, okay. And, and uh, they have, they supply to a bunch of restaurants around town. And, um, and I just wanted to check it out. So, you know, when when I was there and uh, speaking with Dorsey, that's who owns the, the property, um, and she, you know, tends to the garden and um, just she, she had me try all these incredible herbs. And, and I'm just like, and the ideas, you know, just kind of start like popping. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, good here. Oh, my God. You know, so it's like that's kind of how I cook. You know, I, I'm like, oh that flavor with this like you know and i always with with the tasting menu desserts i always try to you know kind of compose a dish to get like an experience from the dish not just like oh that was you know delicious but i wanted to be i wanted to have textures and flavors and just visually something that makes you you know like like kind of like think about it and yeah. figure it out why it's like kind of nostalgic as well i like to like bring in a little bit of nostalgia in there as well um so yeah <laughs> do, do you um so i saw uh explain to me the commissary aspect of wolf and wheat a little bit and kind of what the the idea is behind that yeah um i'd love to <laughs> um so so next door to pastas, uh, we we actually so we prep and make all the dessert for pasta bar, um, and we just bring it over because it's right next door. Um, and as well, that's as convenient, we, by the way. Super convenient. <laughs> just walk yeah, it over. Very convenient because uh, yeah, that that way we have like more space. We can like create more. You know, it's just it's just the pastry team. Mm -hmm. um, and we also uh, make all the desserts for all of the sushi by scratch restaurants locations out of this commissary. So we're shipping um, from here to everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we were doing that out of LA and then, yeah, it's just, it's actually quite easier to do it out of Austin too, because it's uh, centrally located and, um, so you're shipping, just so I understand, you're shipping these up to your other locations in different states as well? Just to sushi uh, by scratch restaurants. Um, okay. I have a smaller pastry team just for pasta bar in L.A. Oh, okay, um, okay. They have, you know, fresh bread, all the desserts, they make it there. Um, and we focus on pasta bar here and, and all the, yeah, sushi locations. Very cool. Yeah, I know this is a little – I want to get your opinion on something really quick because I, I don't know a ton about the restaurant industry, almost like nothing admittedly. But I – the term chef in and of itself, do you – to my understanding and maybe I'm curious if this is even like a controversial thing in like the restaurant industry. But like is a chef someone – can anybody kind of be a chef or is like do you have to go through – because it seems like there's two paths. There's like you go to – you, you go to like formal school, like culinary school to become a chef, or you kind of just work your way up through ascension and then it kind of becomes like a proclamation at that point. I kind of want to hear a little bit about that because I, I never really knew the difference because I always thought chef was like something that you went to school to be or can anybody kind of become a chef if they get trained? Yeah, I think, uh, well, in my, in my opinion, I think it's, uh, it's, you definitely have to kind of work your way up through kitchens, you know, you start like, 
um, you know, I started working for for free basically just to learn, and um, I never went to school. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, we we lived in Chicago. I just worked around kitchens and learning, you know, and then. Um, so you work your way up and then you, you know, you become eventually, you know, first, you know, whether maybe you're just a cook, a prep cook. And mm -hmm. then, uh, but if that's your trajectory, if like, that's your goal, you know, you work your way up to that, you know, that position. Um, but a chef is the leader, you know, he's, he or she is the leader of the kitchen. Um, and, you know, the, like basically the chef controls the entire kitchen you know what is being prepped when it's being prepped how it's being done who's on the schedule what's being ordered um like it, so it's literally it's you have to handle the entire aspect of you know from creativity to making sure that everything is running properly yeah <laughs> No, that makes sense. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. Seem, it seems like more of kind of like a being like that, the head chef in a restaurant. You, It seems like more of like you're more like an executive in a lot of ways and you're doing a lot of delegating. Yeah, basically like cooking is, and creating is like the the easy part. <laughs> yeah. It becomes like part and then everything else, you know, you just have to handle everything else. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, for me, you know, it's about like making sure are the shipments going out on time to all the locations? How is the location doing in LA? You know, are we, you know, uh, are we working on new things? Um, how, how is the production going here? Like, how's the sourdough doing? Are the starters like, so it's literally like you're answering a thousand questions every hour. <laughs> yeah. At, you know, considering like just, the trajectory and the success that, you know, you have had, uh, especially with scratch as well. How, how involved are you kind of in the day to day at this point? Are you on site every day or do you have like a lot of people in positions that you've kind of entrusted to handle a lot of the major tasks or how, how involved and I guess like how hands-on are you at this, at this point with everything? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm still 100% hands-on. That's great. I, I respect that so much. <laughs> um, especially, you know, especially with Wolf and Weed opening, um, you know, I'm handling training, like, how to do what we're doing, you know, what, like, how to prep everything, what, how much we're going to do. And, uh, but I do, luckily, I, I have a CDC under, or, well, working with me. She's She's been with us for about five years now mm -hmm. um and she, she worked her way up to that position as well and um she's just like my right hand woman um she, you know she helps she's the one basically kind of doing what i used to do which is you know making sure all the shipments are going out on time and and i'm right now getting to you know oversee the opening making sure all the recipes are correct like how we're doing everything um you know making sure the pos is set up properly like are are we doing merch uh which is yes we are it's really cool yeah sweet <laughs> um <laughs> but so yeah you and your husband obviously have a really impressive portfolio and have a lot going on also with the addition of having um, a new family member with your baby how do you guys manage everything and balance everything out. I always really like to ask entrepreneurs this because I find this aspect of any entrepreneur's life really interesting is just kind of time management and how they deal with everything and then do 
a lot of people come to you guys and ask for advice on starting a restaurant or being, you know, business advice in general? It's a day-by-day kind of situation. We do get messages, and, like, luckily, you know, we get, like, when we are able to, you know, get get to them yes we i i've had a couple messages like about you know someone asking me you know what's the best way to get into the industry and things like that and i I, yeah i I do my best to like respond to those and help as much as i can um but yeah i think you know we do have a big team and um we we get a lot of support and that's really important but you know i'm really happy to hear <laughs> from the outside looking like from the outside perspective it looks like you know we're managing everything really well i'm just yeah kidding. no for sure no i just I, I anytime i love um you know talking to entrepreneurs like yourself at a high level because i think it's just really interesting to kind of hear how people manage their day to day because mm. i think there's so many distractions now and i think um I think people's attention spans are shorter maybe than they ever have been in human history. So I think it's, right. I really respect people who really just kind of have like, you know, tenacity and really just kind of get through whatever they need to do. Cause I, th- I think it's just so easy to get distracted now by stuff, you know? I, I, yeah, I don't disagree at all. Yeah. It's, that is, yeah. I mean, you know, we try to do our best to kind of like balance every day, balance, you know, our lives. Um, yeah. That's best as we can you know and like we just got uh, uh a cold plunge so we've been doing that nice. every morning yeah exercise. how do you like, like that by the way because I've, I've been contemplating buying one is it is it worth it it's a thousand percent worth it yes. okay i absolutely love it it's amazing <laughs> yeah i've been i've been flirting with the idea <laughs> it's yeah no it really like it wakes you up it's energy yeah it's incredible that's good and to I've know. Been, every day, it's like at thirty-eight degrees this morning. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> I bet. I bet that gets hard to do though when it's actually like that cold outside and trying to cold plunge. That would probably be an interesting experience. <laughs> I know. I'm not looking forward to that. But <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you see kind of just the restaurant industry in general kind of evolving over the next ten years? I mean, obviously, I know none of us have a crystal ball, but I'm curious to kind of get your thoughts because, again, sometimes I feel like our there's been like such a big cultural shift, I think, with restaurants in regards to how all the food delivery service apps now and how integrated they are into our culture. Um, how, do, how do you kind of see all that sort of playing out, you know, over the next like maybe 10 years or so? Um, that's a good question. I um, I feel like you know, with, with our concepts, we're very, you know, like experientially driven, like it's experiential fine dining basically. And, um, um, I feel like I've, we've definitely seen that kind of shift throughout the, the, the restaurant industry. We've seen a lot more like speakeasy this, you know, speakeasy that, Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of like, you know, smaller restaurants. So I feel like that's where it's going. You know, it's going to be a lot like Philip and I have been kind of talking about this for a while. Like it's, it's going to be becoming, we feel like a lot less like, you know, 200 person restaurant to more of like experiment, you know, just very like it's a whole experience when you walk into a restaurant or a bar or, you know, omakase or whatever that is. Yeah. So you think there'll be kind of a lot more focus on atmosphere maybe a little bit? Yeah. 
Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it already kind of feels like it's kind of treading in that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like people don't want to go to a place and, and spend money unless they can, like, it's somewhat picture worthy. Like, I, I kind of get that. Like, people want to be able to, like, take pictures there. And I feel like you want it to be, like, aesthetically pleasing in some ways. Yeah, social media is crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, no, a couple last just kind of more fun questions before I let you go. I ask everybody this just because I'm, I'm a huge movie and music fan. What are what were like some of give me like maybe two or three movies you really like uh, maybe growing up that were some of your favorites and like some of your favorite bands? Yeah, for sure. Um, my favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. Oh. <laughs> it's Fight Club. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't a third movie. Let me think. What else do I absolutely? Love? I guess I'll just say it. Lion King. Lion King's great. Okay. <laughs> All right, so this like, is like 180 from the other two. No, listen, um, I just want to compliment you really quick. First off, your top three are incredible. You're probably the first person I've ever asked that to where I actually. So my favorite movie of all time is Pulp Fiction. So oh I've God. never actually ever had anybody ever say that before. So that was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that's literally. Yes, yes. Yeah, I love that's... that film. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the Lion King too, even though they're like the complete antithesis of each other. It's that's a good yeah. it's a good top three for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um band. So I have to say number one, um, Fiona Apple. I've like I've loved her forever. Um she's incredible. Um who else? Um this that's like really hard. It's really hard. I mean I've loved Alt J for I don't know. Since I saw them, uh, we did uh, we did like a pop up at Coachella uh, in like twenty. I want to say like twenty thirteen. That's when I first saw them. Um, Dope. I love them. Um, who else do I really love? Was there anybody who you really listened to growing up that you really liked? Like, was there like a particular artist or a band? Yes. There were, well, you know, okay. <laughs> um, growing up, well, like when I was like, I don't know, how old was I? I think I was like 12 or something. But the distillers, I don't even know if you know. I actually, have, I, I've heard of them before, but I, I don't know any of their music. Yeah, it was it was just like, you know, like punk and yeah. I, was, it, I love, I still listen to them. <laughs> like, yeah. They're really good. That's dope. Um, I'll check them out. I'll listen. I'll pull them up on Spotify later today. Yeah, it's really good. Coral Fang is the is the album that I really like. But okay, yeah, I'll check yeah. it out for sure. Um, well, yeah. So like, uh, Wolf and Wheat is opening end of October. Um, yeah. Do is there anything you want to plug really quick, or anything you kind of want to tell people? Plug slash tell people. I feel like I plugged in a ton of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> No, this was great. I loved having you on the show, by the way. And I really, I highly appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to do the show. It means a lot. And uh, I wish you all the success with Wolf and We, and I will definitely be by to come check it out. Oh my gosh, I can't, yeah, I can't wait. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I wish you all the best with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Trapped in Austin Podcast.